Welcome to Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. We give vitalistic chiropractors a chance to learn from the best around the world, discovering how they overcame their challenges and achieved success. In order for chiropractic to thrive, we must have thriving chiropractors. Now listen up, it's time to crush the curse. podcast listeners. How are you doing today? I just wanted to give a quick announcement that I'm taking a break from the podcast. Um, We have this podcast episode and one more next week for January and then I'm going to take a big break for a bit. So uh, just wanted to give you a heads up just in case you're waiting for your Wednesday podcast. It's not going to be coming for next month. I'm not sure how long I'm going to take a break for but I'm going to take a break for a bit. So um, in the meantime, any of uh, the events that we're going to be at will be at uh, www.trueconceptseminars.com. And like always, we'll be supporting our people in the shift. So uh, I hope you uh, enjoy today's podcast episode with Dr. Ben. He's an amazing dude. And enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Underdog Curse for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host. And today we get to hang out with some uh, down to Australia, where we have quite a few uh, of our shifters that we've worked with who've become turbo shifters, and they're blowing up their practice, and they're doing a lot of stuff, and I really like to share their stories, and uh, and plus, he's just a super cool guy and uh, a nice chatty guy, so I think we're going to have a pretty fun conversation, so I'd like to uh, welcome Dr. Ben Purcell to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Fantastic. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me. All right. So my man here, he uh, graduated from Macquarie in Sydney in 2008. And uh, he practices in Bathurst, New South Wales, in Australia, and um, and yeah, and so I can't wait to get into the story because I know you started into chiropractic a little bit later, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I, I mean, I went to university when I was 26, 27. Um, yeah. It wasn't. I didn't finish school. It wasn't a um, a natural transition for me from school to chiropractic. It was never a dream of mine. It wasn't. It was never on the cards. Yeah. Um, so let's, yeah. let's go right into it. Like we always get to start off the beginning. Like how did you even find out about chiropractic in the first place? Uh, look, it's, I, my, my chiropractic story, I, I grew up on a farm, you know, a lot of injuries and horse ride, you know, horse falls and motorbike falls and all that sort of stuff. But really what, what got me was um, when I was 13, I was playing a game of footy and uh, it was a friend of mine. He, he spear tackled, basically picked me up and head, drove, drove me head first into the ground. And I tore all the muscles down, the, yeah, sort of behind the back of my shoulder and down down my spine, and had this whole drop shoulder thing and numbness down my arms and couldn't turn my head. And there was this injury that just kept on coming back again and again and again. Um, each year, so from 13 to I had to stop playing sports when I was about 19. I was, yeah, by that stage I was, um, and I did years of physio, I did years of massage, did years of rehab um, to be able to so I could so I could play football basically. And right. um, yeah, I did a massage course when I was 22. And, oh, no way. Yeah, and, yeah, and it was on this, on this course, like the course description, it was like, you will give and receive, be prepared, you'll give and receive 100 hours of massage. And in my head, I'm like, oh, muscle tears, you know, great, that's going to fix me up. Anyway, I didn't do anything. I, it didn't fix a thing. And I was selling Christmas trees and I was doing a whole heap of, you know, a few odd jobs, but I was selling Christmas trees. And anyway, that year I didn't do so well with Christmas trees and um, <laughs> lost all my money. It was the worst Christmas ever. And no way. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, there was, there, there's a huge story there. But um, the college that I went through with, with massage, you know, a chiropractor had said, yeah, they were looking for some massage therapists. And the woman who was with the head of the college put me up for it. 
So, and I remember thinking, you know, I don't even want this job with the chiropractor. I don't, you know, but I needed the money. I needed, you know, I needed cash. Yeah. So I went there, got the job. And that was great. And on day one, this woman, she, um, this chiropractor, Dr. Robbie McNeely, um, neutral way, she turned around and she said, Ben, there's, there's something wrong with you. And I, you know, meanwhile, <laughs> like, how I, rude. I could, yeah, well, no, in, in the back of my head, like I couldn't turn further than, you know, sort of 40 degrees and you know, otherwise I get problems down the arms. And I was like, yes, there, yeah, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, there's more, there's more wrong with me than you know, lady, you know? <laughs> and she, um, yeah, anyway, so I was, I, was, I was in this state where I was constantly guarding. I'd lift a bag the wrong way or do something the wrong way and I'd, I'd be in pain for weeks. And um, so she, she, yeah, she started, got some x-rays, which said, you know, got, got me assessed. And within six weeks, she had me not guarding and full movement and things starting to feel good. And then, look, it, pro it probably did take six or seven months for things to really turn around to, to yeah. get, getting me back to, to A1, you know, feeling like I was A1. Um, but, yeah, and then watching all these people coming through the practice, it was, yeah, it wasn't just neck pain, back pain, headaches. There was babies. There was athletes. There was stressed out, you know, um, executives. There was, yeah, the mothers. There were, the, the, the full gamut of um, a family-based um, practice in a, um, in, a, in a high sort of, in, in a fairly influential um, and, yeah, in, area in Sydney. And I just fell in love with it. I couldn't believe, I couldn't, it blew my mind. The whole, the whole world of, of, of being in a chiropractic practice blew my mind and um yeah so then uh, that was i was 23 when i started working for her and sort of it took me it took me a couple of years to finally get everything together so i could go all right yeah, and really whoop and really um and really say okay this is this is where i want to go and this is what i want to do um, yeah, there was yeah. also a chinese doctor and a herb and, and a naturopath and a few other things that were in this practice so it's but it, it, it took me you know, a little bit to really go no that's the way i want to go that's cool because when you had your first experience it was mostly all about the pain right so that was kind of your first like did you know what chiropractic was at that time like at the beginning i had had one experience with another chiropractor previously where i'd, I'd had a torticollis and that was and that that was all it was it was the same yeah it was all about pain relief it was all about getting me adjusted getting me moving um to try and you know help me feel a bit better and i had no otherwise i had no no experience about chiropractic at all no yeah i had all these preconceived ideas and that's why i didn't want the job and you know, um, I actually, I had an auntie of mine when I was 19 say, why don't you go and see a chiropractor, Ben? You know, you're rubbing your neck. You're always complaining about soreness. And I was like, no, you know, no, it's, it's in my muscles. I remember thinking to myself, oh, you, you're mad. You know, it's in my muscles, not my bones. You know, so, <laughs> so how little did I know? And um, yeah, it's changed my world. It's changed my life. Did you, did you actually kind of understand a little bit more about chiropractic and the nervous system while you're still in that office? Like, like, did they have, did they have like education systems? Or did you did you learn more about that later, going before you went to school? They there was another chiropractor there who always talked about the subluxation, and she was on about subluxation, subluxation, subluxation. And I remember saying to her, you know, having having in depth conversations because their education system wasn't maybe as succinct or clear as clean as it could have been, and yeah. um, and it took me a while to really wrap my head around what the subluxation was and what um, the impact of the nervous they, yeah, they talked about the nervous system and they, but they, their, their show and tell or their, their whole experience for the patient um, possibly was, um, it was trying to be a vitalistic, trying to be, you know, wellness style practice, but it was, you know, in hindsight, it was, it was still a pain-based practice. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I, it was more later, you know, there was, mm -hmm. it was, 
Um, once I was going through uni and there was a, um, I was, and I had a little massage practice while I was going through, through, through university for the five years. And um, I, was, I was helping out some dentists who I, was, uh, who I was working with locally. And one of them, yeah, this it really struck me when I was in about fourth year. They were saying, um, you know, I, I, I love going to the chiropractor. I love getting adjusted. But um, they always want to, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm pain free and they, you know, I'm feeling really good. And they just want to keep me, they want me to keep coming back. And, um, and I was trying to explain it to them about function and um, these, these people who this, this, this dentist was seeing, these chiropractors, these chiropractors, these people were saying, um, have, they had no objective tests, they had no objective measures, they had no, no real other than pain or no pain. And right. so, so in the mind of their clientele, it was like, oh, well, I'm good. And now you, you know, they were trying to sort of talk about this wellness thing. Yeah, it's, it was all a bit messy. And, so, and that, that was my, basically my whole experience of chiropractic from when I started through to when I finished to when I got out of uni to then when I started practicing and then I moved states and um, you know, went up to, to Mackay, Queensland and um, you know, was able to get, basically get into a more vitalistic style practice. But it was still, still very pain-based. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's pop back to, to university for a second. How was how sure. was how was chiropractic school for you? I was great. Loved it. Loved, yeah. It was you know it was it was like it was like going on holidays. You know, sort of. Going, I mean, other than other than actually having to do the work, but um, <laughs> it was you know I've been working for, for ten years or so, and it was yeah. um, it was it was a really really good experience. I mean, a little bit daunting to start with, and you know I didn't do so well at high school because I was never going to go to university, and so I had to pay my way in. And I had to get certain grades to be able to actually, because uh, I, when I first started uni, I, I had to, I had a, a bit of an alternate route. I had to, um, I did all the subjects for first year chiropractic, but, then in, um, but I wasn't in, enrolled in chiropractic until second year. And so, and then because I had previous experience and um, I did really well in that first year, they allowed me to do first and second year together. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was tough. Um, fourth year, fourth year, you know, once you get it started in the master's program, it was, that was, it was, as far as from the education and study point of view, that was obviously, it was tough. Um, yeah. It was a tough, tough year, but um, I loved it. I, yeah. Yeah. It was great. What would you say for someone just curious, like if someone hadn't gone to school, like, cause I know in my, uh, when I graduated at Palmer or the valedictorian of our class, he was like, uh, I think he was 55 or 56 and he'd been an engineer before and then sold everything and went back to school. So what kind of, what kind of advice would you have for maybe someone who might just pop and listen to this podcast and go, Hey, I'd like to go back to school, but I've been away from school for a long time. Like what's advice for those people? Do it. Just do Do it. it. You know, just, just do it. Yeah. Look, um, there's so many, so long we can sit on the fence. For so long we can we can go oh look I think that would be good right you know and sure by all means if if it's if you need to go and test the waters and and try a subject or or something along those lines but if you can set yourself up and you can have a clear path of saying okay if I do this I'm gonna do it by yeah I need to I'll be able to work these hours or and and you can set your life up do it you know it will you you know and even if there's regrets, even if you start studying something that, that isn't quite 100% you, at least get into the programs, get into, in, into that, that, that study mode. And, um, and I'm sure life will, 
um, yeah, if, if, you, if you're leaving yourself open, the opportunities come. And whether it be study or work or yeah, even connections, you, know, you, might, you might get into university or you might get into a study role or it might be a, a, a college type scenario. And the network that you create, the network you meet, yeah, you never know where it'll go. And I, I just think sitting, sitting on the sideline of life, um, yeah, you never, you never yeah, if you don't give it a go, how will you know? You know how, yeah, if you don't give it a go, how will you know? That's awesome line. Okay, now yeah. you start, you, you graduate. Um, so it's 2008. Um, yep. What did you do? What, like, did you associate first or how did you get your, I did. get into the profession? Yeah, look, I um, associated, um, I, I was an associateship with a lady, Dr. Susie Lebrie, who um, is also, she, um, she's, got she sell um has a nutritional line as well and so it was it was very much an ak style practice so what i'd been exposed to was very much ak style chiropractic and net and all that sort of stuff so um i was working with susie for for 12 months and picked up another and started working with another fellow dr john uh Petrozzi, who um was was more a wellness style practice and and so i was working with susie for six months and started working with john and then um, I had a friend of mine, a mate of mine, who um, was working in Queensland, and he was he was going bananas. He was they, they were having a great time, and he was really busy. And you know, Sydney, Sydney, the market's tough, um, especially first year, and you're still trying to figure things out, and still trying to trying to you know, engage in how your um, how you're going to you know, sort of practice and and work in this thing called chiropractic. So. Um, those two experiences with working with Susie and John were, were completely different. I actually started working with John and I was doing a lot of, you know, nutritional testing, a lot of okay. And he's, he's like, look, you know, I, this is, we're, we're straight chiropractic here. Just adjust. And just adjust, just adjust. And um, I was like, oh, I had this 14 year old kid. This is actually, this was a really big turning point for me with knowing how much the adjustment, how big the impact of the adjustment was. And I had this 14 year old, 15, 14, 15 year old kid coming in. He was a tall guy. He was a rower. And he had always had had sinus issues. He'd always had some form of allergy and some form of, um, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, I need to do a bit of a detox on him and the nutrition and this, 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 <laughs> you know, he's yeah. got all these allergies and, you know, um, and, and John, the, my, my employer, he's like, man, just adjust him. See what happens. <laughs> just see what happens, you know? And, and it was one of the first times I think I'd scheduled this, you know, this kid, I did 12 visits over a month and you know, I was a, I was like, oh, three times a week. And I didn't feel very comfortable with it. And I was like, but he needs some work, you know? Okay. And so we got to his reevaluation and sat down and um, went through some of the questions. And I said, look, you know, and, and how's things going? He goes, look, you know, I, and his, and his dad was sitting with him and his dad was like, oh, the, the boy turned around and said, I haven't sniffled for two weeks. And I looked at his dad and, I, and was like, well, what have you guys been doing? You know, and his dad looked at me like, <laughs> Getting get getting adjusted, and I'm like, like just adjustment, dude. <laughs> yeah, just adjust. Yeah, and so the and and this whole concept of how powerful the adjustment was, and the impact it was having on his physiology, and on his immune system, and on his yeah, draining his head, and and all these things, and it blew my mind. And that, that was a it was a really pivotal moment as far as for me in early practice to see the power of the adjustment. So. Um, that that was that was instrumental, and so then um, actually when I moved to Queensland, I actually moved away from a lot of. I still did it, still did okay, still did cranial work, I still did some of that stuff, but I, yeah. I was heavily in um, into using a lot of nutrition, and and I thought no, look, I'll just leave, give that a rest for a while, and 
and just see see what I can do just with my hands and just with with connecting people and just you know giving people some rehab, just doing that style of style of work. Um, so that was that was that was massive. And then when I you know I moved to Queensland and um, yeah I was was in a really busy practice and and that was a, a huge experience. Um, and then my wife and I we decided to have kids and so we moved back to back to New South Wales, which is when we set up um, our business from scratch, which was and that's yeah that was six and a half seven years ago. And, um, it's been um, it's been great ever since really that's been cool so like did you have um so so like a lot of times chiropractors will come out and they'll hear about this chiropractic and how it can help other things um did you would you say you heard that before but didn't understand it and then you more understood it when you saw it or did you did you see it first and then wanted to understand it after <laughs> How was that? Process? I saw, I saw, I, you know, there was, there was all the theories, there was all the stories, there was all the, um, this is how amazing chiropractic is. And um, I, my exposure was, um, this is how amazing chiropractic is, the adjustments so amazing with, um, with this on top, with this on top, with this on top. And that, that, was, that was my experience. And right. um, so, yeah, it was more through, through the experience of actually seeing it that really, really made me sit up and, and watch and look and think, wow, this is, it, it blew me away. This, this, this kid blew me away. Um, and <laughs> that, that experience blew me away. And then, and then it started happening again and again and again. And um, yeah, it, was, it was through the experience. Of, and this is even after my own, um, my own experience. Of, as far yeah. as I was, I was, I was, I was, a, I was a believer. I was, I was, you know, I was a walking um, poster boy for someone who was going to live a chronic life of pain. Like I was, I was in this, I was, the state I was in when I first started working for, for um, Robbie was, I, I was in trouble. You know, I was 23 and I was going to be popping pills for the rest of my life because nothing had worked. And I had tried, in my mind, I had tried everything, you know, for my muscles and for my torn muscles. And yeah, so through experience. Yeah, oh cool. Now, so you, um, so you opened your own practice. So you and your wife go to, um, to Bathurst, right? That's where you are right now? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And so is this your hometown? No, it's not. No, we, um, Sarah's a Sydney girl. We're about three hours west of Sydney um, from, okay. from where her parents live. And so uh, we, we I grew up in country New South Wales. I didn't, we didn't really want to have a family in Sydney. Um, and after living in regional New South, uh, regional Queensland, um, Sarah was like, "Yeah, look, like, this is, you know, this can work for me too," um, yeah. which was which was really good. And so we we looked at, you know, three hours northwest south of Sydney, and looked at towns and looked at places to go. And um, I had some family here, which which I think helped, um, but it wasn't the be all and end all. And um, yeah, it's just a yeah. It's a great town, you know, 40 odd thousand people and it's a great area. Well, what were kind of some of the key points, like just for finding a town to, to practice and what, what was the thing that kind of sold your location for you? Uh, one, one proximity, proximity to, to the city um, in, in yeah. one, one sense as far as, so it won't take us if we do want to do day trips or something like that to, to visit family. Mm -hmm. um, but two, um, school. Schools, there's there's multiple schools around here. It's it's like an education hub for the central west of New South Wales. Um, there's a good hospital. There's another even better hospital. You know, 50 k's down the road. There's you know water. There's um, it's a growth zone in in regional New South Wales. It's one of the only growth zones. So there was there was a few of those those bigger more. Um, it's got a good infrastructure. It's um, yeah, looking at looking at the the environment and the, the um, of, of the regions, um, and that was probably that that was that that was key. Um, mm -hmm. Something else, and this is this is going to sound really weird. Um, one of the other reasons we came here 
um, visiting an uncle of mine um, and and some family. And in Queensland, in, in central Queensland, there's no it's 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 tropical. So you know you've got wet season, dry season. Right. And I've been away for a couple of years, and we were sitting in one of the parks here. Um, and it was autumn and there were all the colours of the leaves and everything was turning and, and yeah, you really get your four seasons in this, in this, in this area. Yeah. And, um, and it was, that was, that was possibly, there's, it's just a beautiful place. Um, so there's, there's mountains and you know, it's, it's, it's great. So um, that, was, that was possibly something else as well. But um, yeah, there was very much, we were very logical about it as well. And, you know, <laughs> looking, at, looking at all the, you know, weighing everything up and um, yeah, it's, it's, a growing, it's a growing town, uh, which, which helps. That's cool. So when you open your practice, um, so you, did you buy an existing practice or just open from scratch or how did that start? Started from scratch. Started from scratch. Started from scratch. Yeah, got a loan through, um, through a finance company and they, um, yeah, it was, it was really strange. They're going, oh, so, you know, how do, how, how, yeah, what are you, what's your, your plan, your marketing plan? And, uh, we put something together and they um, lent us heap of cash and away we went. Um, started opening the doors and um, yeah, had to had to really, you know, do the do as much work as we could to be able to get the people through the door. To yeah, it, it was interesting. I, you know, there's a, it is reasonably small town. It's country New South Wales, and yeah, we started and there was a lot of people going. Oh, it's going to be tough for you, Sonny. You know, it's going to be you know they're coming into this area. And, um, but we didn't find that at all. We, we it's, it was really welcoming. It was really people really engaged in the type of conversation we were having and the. Um, and what we could offer. Sarah was three months pregnant, so we had a few months, um, just the two of us, and we were living in the in the practice or sort of um, until probably about a month and a half before um, she gave birth to our, our first child, Millie. And um, yeah, it was it was it was really great. It was yeah, but it was it was hard work. Like we were we were, t- we were working twenty four seven. Yeah, it was sort of yeah, you know, someone would call and say on a Saturday afternoon, "Can I come in?" And we're like, "Yes, of course you can." Was, <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, sitting on the couch or going for a walk, or we we're like, "Yeah, we're we're working. Yeah, we're working." Yeah. We, um, and then especially and once we moved out and um, just before we had Millie, we really had to try and structure our our weeks and our days um, to to be able to make it a bit more family friendly. Um, and we've sort of kept that same we actually you know we scrapped weekends we started we actually scrapped Fridays um, Friday afternoons we sort of so I do Monday all day Monday Wednesday Thursday and half day Tuesday half day Friday and finish at about one o'clock on Friday and then that's it until Monday Um, and yeah that was was a a big thing with that was we were getting to it came into summer and we're working Fridays and, and then all of a sudden half the book would leave Friday afternoon because they were going off People were just yeah, involved in their life. They'd go off and they'd be swimming with friends or they'd be doing it. And they're like, ah, oh, screw this. We'll just cut that out. Um, <laughs> so, so what are the things that you did? Like, like I said, we always say there's the three levels of practice, right? So the first level of practice is when people have start from zero like you did. Um, what are some of the, the key things you did to get your first people coming in the door? Probably, um, look, other than signage and all this sort of stuff, but the biggest thing that really, where we had, we saw a really big shift, a really big jump was we ran a win a year's worth of chiropractic care um, promo. And I basically, you know, I printed out a heap of flyers and I hit the streets. And I just walked around to shops and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Dr. Ben, I'm from Bathurst Chiropractic. And, you know, my wife and I set up a practice and, yeah, we're running this competition. And basically, and, you know, just tried to get out there and meet as many people as I could. And just went from shop to shop, 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 shop. You know, and you could, you walk in, you go, hi, I'm so-and-so. And you could tell if they didn't want to talk to you. And you go, cool, can I just leave this here? 
and and walk out and um that possibly was was one of the biggest bangs for buck that didn't cost me anything that didn't um other than a bit of printing and setting setting it all up that really um got me networking with people um i gotta say i gotta say networking networking and there was as someone set up a networking breakfast groups and you know, enjoy join that and you know it's that, that those probably those two those two elements um were our biggest bang for buck and then of it then word of mouth um you know people coming in there was they were having other yeah clients our clients were having clients were having experiences with other chiropractors or other other health professionals in the area and um you know we we just um yeah we we didn't really do too much other than that it was let's go, um, let's trying go to work out I would just worry you too far ahead. I wanted to go back just to what was that competition that you were talking about? Like you just kind of skimmed over it, but you said you a one year chiropractic care because you, you had it on the flyer. What, what, what was that promo? Basically win a year's worth of, you know, when, when you start, you'll here yeah, we'll, we'll give you 12 months of, of care. Um, no matter what you need, no matter, you know, if you need to assist, however many times a week or you know, however less, you know, minimum times a week, basically, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, we, I think we did put a value on it at least, a, you know, worth a couple of grand or something like that. But, um, so they know, could win it or how, how did that, how did, how did, so they went, they went, they went into a draw. They, um, they had to sign on to an email. They had to basically send an email, reply an email to it, to an email address. So we, we then generated a, um, a database from that. Yeah. Which we never, which we never used. And we, it was like one of those things. Was, was like, so it's still sitting there. It's still sitting there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, that was part of our idea as far as, you know, we'll generate a, an email list and, and get, get obviously interested people and we'll start you know, sending them emails periodically. And, um, but it, we didn't, we didn't do that. We just, we generated the email list. We generated interest um, and got talking to a lot of people and, um, and the doors, you know, the, the practice just kept on growing and kept on growing. That's cool. Now we, we always like to talk about the, set, the second uh, phase of practice is sometimes when you get rolling and you get real busy. Have you ever uh, got burnt out? I definitely have been borderline burnt out. Yeah. And um yeah, there's there's been there's been times where um, you know, especially after the birth of my second second child, I've got two kids, um, Millie and Archie, and um, and I started coaching with with someone who um, yeah, and I got some really great tips from this person. Um, I did I did a lot of coaching with someone else who before I set up the practice, um, and that that was great. Um, yeah. And then I did some coaching with someone else, and and, and I got a lot of tips, but it, it just um, yeah. I, the, the advice that I was getting didn't really resonate with me as, as possibly as, as much as I was hoping. Um, mm-hmm. And my practice went backwards. And so mm-hmm. I was doing, I was, I, I was doing what I was thinking was really well and then um, trying to implement um, some of these strategies and um, yeah, it just, it just wasn't working for me and it just wasn't my style of communication. It wasn't my style of personality. It wasn't, it just wasn't me. And um, it, there was, there was, yeah, a good six to 12 months of it felt like a real slog. Um, and I was, I was really tired and fatigued and yeah. Was it mostly like, it was it like more uh, script based stuff or, or, or what, or was it just the style, the way that you communicated? Yeah, it, was, it, was it was more style. It was, it was more, it was more domineering and it was more, um, mm. being like an alpha style and I'm, it, it, that's just not me. It's, um, right. you know, I'm, um, it's, you know, when talking about say with the shift and you know, I'm, I'm a high dolphin, um, dolphin lab and, um, yeah, it just just wasn't my personality, and it just so I was I was trying to be someone who I wasn't, 
Yes, totally. you know, I wasn't being, I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't being engaging with with um, people. I was, you know, trying to be very authoritative, and this is what you do, and this is what you have to do, and right. you know, it's my way or the highway style. You know, and it just, it, it burnt me out. Like it just, I, it was, it was horrible. And yeah. when, and when was the realization that you were burnt out? And then what what did you do to turn that around? Um, the realization was probably the uh, six seven months in, and. I, it, I turned into self-care, you know, I actually had to sort of, I was, I was engaged with this person for 12 months. Um, so I had to keep doing the work and, and got some good stuff out of it. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, but, um, I, I needed, I really needed a break from, from that, that, that really helped. Um, but self-care, you know, I got off sugar, um, tried to get more sleep. Um, didn't really, didn't, you know, I was saying, oh, I'm going to exercise more. I didn't really exercise a great deal more, but, um, it was more th those two things and just, um, and just trying to give myself a break and really, um, and yeah, and it wasn't too much further on from there where I started, um, the reading this, this, this woman's post, this, yeah, and she was just amazing. And it was, I, I just, and that was when I started, you know, started, um, engaging with Brandy and it's on Facebook and you know, watching, reading Brandy's posts. And I was probably, yeah. that was probably 12, yeah, six, 12 months later, actually. Um, and that, yeah, it, it just lit a fire inside me. It was like, oh, this is amazing. And, you know, <laughs> the clarity that this woman's having and the, you know, what she can say and how she can say it. Um, yeah. And that, that, that really, it really, it really turned the fire back on. Um, and, you know, that was a year and a half ago, I suppose. And um, life's been great ever since. That's cool. So, it, it, so when you um, initially, because you initially got the shift, probably a year ago, right? Was it a year ago? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It was just on just on um, November. Was it November twenty seventeen when you started it up? Mm -hmm. it sort of, yeah, I was. I was not in your beta group. I was in your first round of, yeah, of yeah, yeah. shift. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so t tell me some of the things that you learned about that, and and kind of uh, what were some of the changes you you made in your practice after going through the shift. Um. Oh, look, initially when I first started with the shift, I was pissed off, you know, um, and I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was angry. I was, you know, because there's so much that we, we could have or should have been doing or that I, that I felt like, um, and, and yeah, so I just started, it all came down to communication, you know, um, yeah. the experience that I'd had in fourth year with the dentist saying, you know, chiropractors just, just want me to come back and they just want me to come back. So from very early on, when I first started in practice, I, I set up a, a physical exam and tried to get some objective measures in place, tried to, to show function over, over pain and tried, I was, I was trying to do a lot of that. Um, it almost my whole chiropractic career. And, um, then yeah, in starting with the shift, the the capacity to be able to communicate mm -hmm. um, vitality, to communicate function, to communicate the life model, um, just yeah, it was it was instrumental um, mm -hmm. in me being able to to help connect with people and to recognise who I am and what my personality style is and how I communicate and then how I can connect with people and connect this um this thing chiropractic and um a greatest greater expression of life to their to their world um and i don't know i've just remember on i've sort of yeah, forgotten the question sorry don't no no that. no that's great no i just that was like the the communication part because the, like there's a few different parts and one of the part i'd like you to talk a little bit about because you really rolled with it um was the hierarchy of vitality and um mm -hmm. so in in the shift it's just it's just a way of kind of going through report of findings to explain the process they'll go through in their office and staying totally away from 
symptoms basically and just totally going towards optimizing function and vitality and i was just I, i've heard we've because we've been working one-on-one -on -one with you and, and and you're getting you're getting amazing at, at, at communicating that and i was just wondering if you could talk about your experience with that higher, higher hierarchy oh the hierarchy the hierarchy is amazing I, I i love the hierarchy so you know obviously seven stages and um just being able to show someone that you know their old patterns and where they are and what they're what they're experiencing in their life um and you know they whether it be their neck pain or their back pain or their side really is just a um it's it's like the segmental restriction segmental subluxation for the global the global distortion and yes that um and being able to give them a pathway saying you know to to live up here to operate up here in this greater state of connection and creation and an expression of life um, it takes it takes steps, it takes stages, um, and and there's there's milestones. I've got a very a very you know moving into that restoration state, which is the third level up in the hierarchy. Um, the physical exam that I do, I give people a functional score, and that score has to be in a good range for them to be able to move into restoration. You know, I, I, I explain how that's a. Um, yeah, they're wasting energy all before that. They're wasting so much energy just standing totally. up, walking around. They're, they're, you know, their strength, their movement, they're, they're just for them to, to experience life. They're, they're just burning, they're leaking energy out the back end. And yeah. so it's a, you know, initially about shoring that up and then um, using the, some of the tests that I do with heart rate and heart rate variability and all those sort of things. I'm talking about how then their physiology can reorganize. Um, I found the hierarchy to be the easiest easiest way to explain and and give a clear path to be able to move away from that whole um this is what i think you should do to right. this is this is some options that you can do this is um this is a certain yeah and if you want to do it do it if you don't want to do it that's okay too it's you know my job is to give you all the information um and um my job is to to to, sh to show you what i can offer um and if you you know if you want to do that that's up to you and that that piece alone the amount of power and strength and um, how centered you can be when you, when you're so sure of what you're doing. And, right. and I've, I've always been so sure, but I've never been had a tool like the hierarchy to be able to um, show people that there is, there is a pathway forward that, um, and, and I also say to people, you know, the hierarchy isn't, isn't just about chiropractic mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not, right. it, it's lifestyle choices. It's, you know, the yeah. more that they put into it, the more that they want to create change and sustainable change in their life. They um, they will they will do some you know breathing you know breathing you know diaphragm breathing or they will do the walking or the exercise or they'll they'll start drinking more water they'll start you know, you know eating more fruit and veg or whatever it is that they you know they'll, they'll start going to counselling they'll start they'll do whatever they need to do as well right. as getting adjusted and help their which is going to help their, their physiology express life to the greatest potential but what are those extra bricks that they're putting onto their shoulders um, to to um, to weigh them down to you know the stress and the storms that are in their life that are going to slow down their progress. Um, and the other side of the, the hierarchy, which I love, is the healing archetypes. And, mm -hmm. and putting in healing archetypes and saying to someone, helping them realise where they're at. And right. that they're not just, you know, I had a guy in yesterday who, you know, he's 60-something and he's, he, he was run over by a tractor and he had um, like an open book pelvis fracture. So he's, got a, he's now got a braced pubic bone and braced SI joint and he's, you know, lumbar spines all, you know, all degenerated, functioning not very well. And he right. was still saying that, oh, I think I'm a healing archetype too. And, <laughs> uh, like, uh, you know, so being able to have these very real conversations, saying, okay, look, it's interesting you think that. And, um, and, and in, a, in a very non-confrontational way. And it's, yeah. it's just, it, just, it just lays out, lays out the, 
um, lays out a, a really easy, simple path, a really simple, easy conversation, and um, and then some really simple, easy strategies and options for people, um, which. In, especially for me where I'm not, um, I don't like confrontation. I don't like to, I like just to, to, to try and make it as clear and simple as I can and then and say, what would you like to do? And Law of cause and effect, baby. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. I love, I love, I love the hierarchy. It's, yeah. it's, that, that is, it is, you guys, yeah, it is just so amazing. No, that's yeah. cool. And I, I just, it's so, so cool because it's, it's fun to come up with something and then, and then share it with other people and see them roll with it and, and see the way they explain it. So I'm just all excited listening to you to explain it. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So anyway, <laughs> the, the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, you went in the Vitality Engine and you, and you, and you saw uh, quite a bit of growth. And just for people out there, that's kind of where we were kind of, this is more the business of the shift because the first thing is more the practice of the shift. And then the, yep. the engine's more the business of the shift. And, um, Tell me, just first, I want to go uh, maybe go over one of the breakthroughs that you might have had uh, personally going through the engine, and then I want, and then I'll I've got another question for you after, but I won't tell you yet. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, possibly, I mean, the biggest breakthrough that I've had is um, personally, and the biggest breakthrough that, yeah, and just looking at um, in my life and um, knowing that I was stuck in this place. Um, that I didn't really want to be in and I didn't really know how to get out of. And, mm. um, and whether it be with planning and organising and, and being able to then stick to that plan, um, which you know, I still struggle with, and, um, or being able to know that, know that, realise that I'm in a state of freeze and um, being able to, to then create. And this is why I was so pissed off when I started the shift because I was, it was all these realisations of, Oh Jesus! I'm doing this. I'm do, I'm stuck in this. Yeah, you know, stuck in these patterns. So, so that was possibly um, the biggest transformation for me is being able to recognise where I was and recognise where I wanted to be, and then um, the the whole the whole work with you guys and through the engine was being able to you know connect connect those two and create a create a pathway. Um, mm. So that was and that's I mean. Possibly, you know, one of the things that's helped is that learning, learning and understanding um, this whole life model, um, the the and pre-framing and being able to get into my head what that really means. And I thought that I was about, you know, working from a place of um, um, optimizing function and optimizing expression of life prior to the shift, but I realised that. I was sort of doing that, but I was also very pain-based and I was very conditions-based and I was very, and, and so there was a huge amount of confusion. So cleaning all that up was, was massive um, and really helped me become unstuck and helped me to, to get some momentum there. Mm-hmm. Now the next I'll question. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good because again, and and you had some like you 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 blew up this year, right? You had a record year. This was uh, a record year for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Hugely yeah. record year. I was, and look, I was I was reasonably busy already. So yeah, you know, I've grown. I've grown. Yeah, it's been great. Well, and, and that's the next thing is that, you know, because we always say, oh, I want to grow my practice because the chiropractors say I want to grow my practice all the time. But the, on the other end of it, there's also some challenges with growing your practice. So I was wondering if you could talk about some of the, like, so, some of the cracks in the foundation and stuff. So when your practice does blow up, like, what, what are the downsides of getting busy that we have to deal with? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. Look at looking, looking for where the leaks in the bucket are. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. been, that's been my, my big thing. And there was, um, you know, I did a promo mid-year and was um, doing this in fundraising for cancer and um, 
and had a whole heap of new people come in the door and that was all really great and we were flat chat for this month and run up our feet and um and then the next month it was like well where is everybody and so we we were realizing that there were many leaks in um in our systems and our communication but but also, also our systems in practice and obviously staff training is a big part of that and you know shoring up shoring up the front front of house and back of house and making that that all communicating and, and working and gelling really well um and so and that that's probably um you know I've, and, and that's that's obviously then you know coming down to doing things like training staff training staff meetings and, and which i'm still not great at I'll, I'll be honest it's still something that um you know it's just i've, I've really got to you know try and sort of try and isolate that time to yeah. be able to put that time and energy into that um which i do find difficult because i'm you know i'm like okay i'm you know you're free willing to do <laughs> yeah yeah so um being able to keep a structure is, is possibly one of the, and being disciplined with that is probably one of my really big challenges yeah and and you guys had to staff up a bit didn't you didn't you have to staff up a bit look we yeah we did i mean we um we had some staff changes um we yeah. certainly had some some staff changes and um we're still in the process of staffing up we've sort of we we yeah we recently near the end of last year we hired a couple of people and um that didn't really work out and we're um and we hired again and that's worked out brilliantly and yeah. um so we're we're just we're just going through uh, i think we're still in a little bit of a um yeah we need more staff where we're sitting um mm-hmm. and um it's just finding the right people and and then putting it all into place and having the time and space to be able to do do that efficiently um yeah that's why it's it's so funny because you, you will see chiropractors who say they want to grow, right? But they don't realize there's so much, like when you grow, there's like a lot of stuff you got to do now. Like you need, like you said, you got to staff up and then you got to do staff trainings and then you got to make sure that they're doing that. And so there's a lot of stuff that, that, that kind of comes in that you didn't even know that was there. So it's a lot, it's a lot more uh, entailed or else you just sabotage it and just drop yourself back down to your old volume because you just, your systems can't handle it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, we're, we're at the point where we need, we need a tech CA. We need someone yeah. taking on some of that role to, to free up more of my time. Um, and that's, um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it is, it's just natural progression, but the progression and that growth is um, it's, it's not as easy as just saying, Oh, I now want to see this many people. And yeah, all of a sudden, you know, it's um, yeah, you, you, you bang on. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 it can be challenging. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's well, all part of fun. But we all like to keep it in perspective, right? Because people sometimes they fantasize growing their practice, and then once they get there, sometimes they're like, "Holy cow, I didn't realize." You got to do this too, right? So yeah, we just want to be how hard this was going to be. <laughs> yeah, totally right. Yeah. So um, so we're getting close to the end of our time, and uh, what I always like to do with uh, well, actually, the one thing I I, I haven't asked this question for a bit, I'd like to do the t- uh, the Transformers question for you. So if you could zap back in time and talk to yourself when you're like 19 years old. And you could almost be like a dad to yourself. What kind of advice would you give to yourself, to your younger self now? Oh, don't be afraid in, in following, following where you want to go, following your heart and following you. If you've got a desire for something, you know, I had a desire when I was in high school to, to, to be a massage therapist. I went to an all boys boarding school and I'd, I'd had some really good massages because I had all these injuries. And, you know, I was like, I wanted to be a soft tissue therapist or something to do with people. And I remember saying to my mates and they're like, ah, oh, what do you know? You ready? What do you want to do that for? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of these guys were, you know, all grew up with bums. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. that. And, um, and, and so I squashed that for, for a lot of years and 
So I think, I think um, if you've got an interest in something and, you know, look, no matter where it takes you, follow it. You know, life is, life, the, the opportunities are, are boundless. Um, and the biggest restrictions to life is, is, is us. And um, the, the constraints that we put on ourselves and the, the barriers that we put up for whatever reason, for whatever, because of our influence of our family, our friends, or our, our, just our own thought process. So that would probably be, if I was going to go back in time, I'd say, follow your dreams and just get on and, 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 and see where that takes you. You know, you never know what doors will open up. And I, I certainly never imagined my life to be where it is now. I could not have planned it at all. Um, right. And walking into that, working, working, walking into that chiropractic practice to, to work with these people, um, it, yeah, it gives me tingles how much it has changed my life and how amazing my life is because of that. And, um, yeah, so follow your dream. Follow your heart. Cool. That's cool. Now, and, and last, in closing, we're, we're getting close to the end here. I just... You know, we have, we call it the underdog curse, baby, because a lot of chiropractors out there feel like an underdog or they, they are an underdog or they're looking for some inspiration or got a little stagnant. Um, what kind of words of inspiration would you like to leave underdog nation with in the close? Oh, get on the shift. Just yeah, do, the, do the shift. Do the, do the shift. Um, besides that. <laughs> uh, besides that. Look, I think, I think the big, a big thing, a big thing in, in our profession is um, objective testing. You know, the capacity for a chiropractor to be able to, be able to show and tell, um, to be able to show someone, be a past pain. I mean, look, if your premise is pain-based, pain, pain based, then, you know, sure, see them and get them pain-free and then get them gone and know that your practice will be up and down and it'll all, all be all over the place and know that those people will be coming back to you in three or six months with exactly the same issues, exact same problems, and, you know, um, because you helped them you know, previously. So I think, I think possibly one of the... Um, is, is having some form of systemized objective tests that you can you can do. Obviously, you know you need if you've got you know, new injuries or new cases or new new scenarios, you've got to be able to evaluate that as well. But yeah. having a really good objective measure and then reevaluating that along the way for for people and showing not only how they um, why they're feeling a bit better, but how they're functioning. Um, and why they're functioning um, in, in such a better state. And then helping them link that and, and saying, well, you know, okay, now that you're, you're now sleeping better and you're now um, clear in your mind, you're now um, coping with stress better. And, um, and just the chiropractic is, there, there's so much, um, so much benefit for, for humans and humanity and for, 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 our, for our society. Um, and yeah, if we play it small, well, you know, I, d I just don't think we're doing ourselves or all the people around us, um, you know, the service and justice that, that, that we deserve. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Ben, thanks a lot for, uh, hopping on the, on the, uh, the internet here, uh, from Australia way down there. And I can't wait to see you there at the shift unplugged in June. I'm looking uh, forward to that. So excited. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward. It's going to be a cracking weekend and yeah. And absolutely you're absolutely welcome donna I've, I've really enjoyed being on your podcast uh, you appreciate you. and any other any other australians out there if you're interested in going to the shift unplugged you go to trueconceptseminars.com and then you can check out the link for that and uh and and again ben had some some great points you covered today especially living your dream and uh, don't putting it off till later and uh, make sure you do some objective findings so you can measure that function so that you can get out there and crush the curse 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you receive value from this episode, please take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you know a fellow chiropractor that could benefit from this message, please share it with them. Because it's my goal to provide you with great content, please contact me if you have any questions at drdonmcdonald.com or find me on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.